Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. Now, George, have you had even a moment of peace since Travis got to your place? Or is he just constantly looking through that hair looking for your birthmark? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's good. Those numbers have been there a long time. (laughs) Did you check Travis? I mean, it's not too hard. Actually, Travis, Travis knew me when I was bald. This is true. I knew him when he looked like the little kid from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. I said to Jen one day, I'm like, uh, I don't want to alarm you, but your brother is like Gage from Pet Cemetery. Just want to let you know. <laughs> he even kind of like talks like him. <laughs> but as long as he doesn't like, you know, scare the giraffes away at the zoo, you're probably fine. Yeah, I think we were good. Tonight we watched The Omen. George, you'd never seen The Omen before, correct? No, sir. Had you ever heard of The Omen? Uh, yes, sir. Have you ever read the book of Revelations? Uh, not back to front. I mean, you will now. Mm. I kind of have a it's familiar with general it. idea of what's going on. <laughs> he's got, he's got the cliff notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is one of my all time favorite movies. This might be the movie that gave me the most like scare for the dollar back in the day when I was mm. coming up in the world. So, okay. You're older now. I doubt it's as scary as it was back then for little Daniel, but, you know, I wouldn't be sad to hear that it did scare the bejesus out of you. Did it? Uh, Yeah, did it? Well, you'll find out after a word from our sponsors. (laughs) Just kidding. We don't have any sponsors. (laughs) Oh, we did last week, not not this week? Okay. (sighs) Yeah. It didn't scare me at all, dude. It's not brought to you by Rottweilers giving hugs. Oh, <laughs> a new program. A couple of real good boys in this movie. <laughs> He's a good boy. Not at all? Not at all. In fact, actually, the last 10 seconds of the movie was good. Hmm. Like, real hmm. good. <laughs> Dan, your work's cut out for you. Man. See, what's funny is I actually... I, I figured out why this movie is more for you than The Exorcist. For me? No, for Dan. For me. Because it's we, so much like a Jallo? Well, no, we kind of debated a few times, like, which is more, you know, scary, Exorcist or The Omen. He, he was saying how he likes The Omen more. Likes them both, but The Omen, whatever. Um, after watching it recently, it, it kind of... It doesn't lean so much on the supernatural. It it basically can go either way. It could be just in the dad's head, what's going on, and then the people are feeding into it. But what makes it scary is it's not it's not a, his imagination, but it's it's a real cult that stole his child. Spoiler alert: stole his newborn <laughs> newborn child and killed it, and then inserted their demon child into this family as a surrogate. So, supernatural aside, it's still scary shit because you have these Satanists that have targeted this prominent family, Mm -hmm. killed their child, Mm -hmm. gave them another one, Mm -hmm. tricked the wife. Mm -hmm. All these different things makes it believable scary because it's like human shit going on. It's not 
demonic possession. It's not any of that. It's, yeah. It's scary there. Then you add in the spirituality of the demon dogs and the wackadoo, uh, the, the Satan-appointed nanny. It's and, all for you. Yeah. Well, even after her, like the, the, the woman, I, can't, I forgot her name. Mrs. Blaylock. Blaylock. She's appointed by the, the sure. cult, the Satanists. Yes. They, they are the agency. Mm-hmm. So when she yeah. says the agency, you know that there's a lot of wheels being spun, turned, doors open, all this stuff is being manipulated behind this family's back. So that's scary to me, minus any devil. Yeah, I think that the, the concept is really good. I think that the execution for me was was not so good. <gasps> <laughs> Dick Donner didn't get it done for you? It's a really cool concept. Like, like really, really cool. It is cool. and Because uh, it hits you on both levels. It hits you on the human level and it hits you on the supernatural level. Yeah. Which was what I love about The Exorcist because it, it, the scary part is the supernatural and the redeeming part of that movie is the redemption story. So right. it's like you have two different stories going on here. There's not a redeeming quality in The Omen. No, not at all. Zero. It's Love not it. a happy ending. Love it. Yeah, there's nothing happy about that movie. <laughs> Everybody dies it's a except tragedy. for the person that should be dead. <laughs> no, I love it. I love the concept. I really do. The idea that you can get to the end of this movie and hopefully have that moment right as it's about to end where you're like, oh my God, I'm cheering for this man to murder this child. <laughs> <laughs> like that you've got to have that moment in there because then you're yeah. you're horrified at your own oh it's good and then the devil manipulation of the daddy no yeah daddy oh. please and it's then like that you, moment of hesitation oh. wait a minute what if yeah. this is all in my head Ooh. Yeah. yeah whoa yeah to me whoa. they're two different movies they both are for me good for two different reasons i really think you've got sure. three movies here that would would have been awesome right you You've potentially got the one where it is just a satanic cult who find a person in a position of power and insert their agent into his life. Mm -hmm. No supernatural. Right. But then I think you've also got a a movie, if you'd make a couple of tweaks, right? If we go back to the Dan fixes it and you take away any third-party verification of David Warner's character, the photographer. Photographer, right. And take away any third-party verification of Pukenhagen. And suddenly, you've just got a guy going crazy, you know, like maybe a certain, uh, is it David Fincher did Fight Club? Who did Fight Club? Yeah, Fight yeah. Club. David you got a Fincher. Fight Club thing going on, where all of a sudden, you know, you really can't be sure that either of those two exist outside mm-hmm. of his own mind, and it's just like his descent into madness. Yeah. You could, oh man, fan edit. What's the you third, could probably what's the third do movie? Uh, the, the actual movie where the real the devil is movie. there. Right. And no one believes him because why would the devil be in your child? And Well, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. What movie? The Usual Suspect. There you go. There you go. Booyah. I've seen a movie. You saw a movie. <laughs> you saw it too because you watched this one too. Yeah. Music's real good though, right? Oh, it's terrible. Yesu. Is it? Domine. You know, like, actually, no. It's kind of haunting. It wasn't the music so much. It was the, like, you know how, like, when you're watching a sitcom and, and there's, a, and there's laugh. a laugh track? Yeah. 
And it's like, I'm sitting there watching it with the sounds going on in this movie, thinking the same thing I'm thinking when I'm watching a sitcom, which is, don't tell me when to laugh. Right. Like, I'm, <laughs> it's, it's insulting to me. Sometimes the sounds in this movie were like building, 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 building in your face. And it's like, God, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to be scared. Like, mm. but it was, it was so over the top. It was insulting. Mm. It's funny. The composer won an Oscar for this. I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and he not, he was nominated for like 14 Oscars, I think 12 Oscars or something like that. And the only one won. And it was for this. And, and it just this didn't the do music? it for George. And this was the Oscars he did not attend. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> At a protest. <laughs> what was he yeah. protesting? The devil the made The fact him that do he, had it. Been, he had been nominated so many times and just never won, so he just didn't go. <laughs> and then they gave it to him. And then after, after that, he'd been nominated for a few after that, and he didn't go. What did or he did go and didn't win. Wow. I mean, he's, he's, he's a pretty prominent composer, so it's like you've heard all this. Same thing with Richard Donner, the director. Like, there's not a movie he's made that you're not going to love, except for The Omen. <laughs> Crazy. Did you notice, guys, that now, for our listeners, behind the curtain, little peek, uh, we're recording this June 9th. We were originally scheduled to record June 7th, but we had- Which is a six upside down. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> but we're only a, we're only, we were only a couple of days after June 6th, guys. Yes, Ooh. we were. Well, I mean, it's six, Ooh, six nine. Six. <laughs> it's, it's June sixth. We we had your computer issues. <laughs> yeah, the devil was in George's computer on Monday, so we had to wait. It was like dos, dos, dos. <laughs> George is like, I laugh at your music. Don't tell me when to laugh or be scared. <laughs> Don't make me feel feelings. Don't make me feel feelings. <laughs> How dare you tell me when to be scared? Demon boy. Damien, get behind me. Satan. I get it, man. I get it. I'm supposed to be scared. Okay. You know what's it. funny? Our nephew's name is Damien. And uh, he's named after St. Damien. But my family always, because there's a comedian that, I think it's actually Robin Williams. He does a joke about uh, possession or whatever, and, and he and he says, "Put the dog down, Damien." Like, and, and in the in the joke, so my family, being the comedian whores that we are, yes. Uh, as soon as we found out the kid was named Damien, that's all we say. <laughs> Put the dog, and you know, he's a he's a bit of a spawn. He's a handful. Yeah, <laughs> he's a lot of fun. But I mean, he's, uh, sometimes people he's, walk right into that name. He's sometimes on the ceiling, and it's just. We're like, why is Damien on top of the refrigerator? <laughs> <laughs> I call him Mowgli. So it's it's funny that uh, that name, like, has, as soon as you hear that name, you think of this movie. You think, there's no other Damien, and then Father, Father Damien, too. I hadn't ever seen the movie, and when I heard that my nephew was named Damien, I thought of the movie that I had never seen. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Because I know Damien is, right. like, I didn't, I don't know. At the time, I don't know that the movie is called The Omen. All I know is that Damien is like the devil. That's right. all I know. So the movie starts out, you've got Gregory Peck in the car. The child is dead, right? Like, ugh. Like, ugh. As a parent, that's like, you know, as horrible a situation as you ever have to deal with. Well, do you know the story behind that? That makes it even worse? Oh, no. What? 
Gregory Peck's son killed himself like a year before this movie was made. Ew. And he retired from acting because of that. And his agent talked him into doing this movie to, you know, occupy himself. And Yikes, that's like man. the first lines in the movie is your son is dead. What's that? Your child is dead. The Twitter joke, like, guys will come out of retirement and act in a movie about the devil instead of going to therapy. Like, mm, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, oh my God, I can't, I couldn't imagine. I wouldn't be able to function, let alone do, do a movie about no, see, killing my child. That bit of background makes this part even more confusing for me. Cause I noticed on my viewing this time, I think it's probably the only second time I've watched it since I've had kids. First time I've watched it in probably the last five years. He's not sad at all in the car. Like, he's confused, but he's mostly, like, worried about his wife going to be pissed about it. Mm. Isn't that weird? Like, if it just might be a relic of the 70s, but, like, the whole time he expresses no concern for the child, just for his wife, and not in, mm. like, a, oh, she's going to be so injured, but more like, oh, she's going to be so pissed. Like, it's just a weird, it was a weird read for me this time. Well, that's like the era of when fathers didn't even like hang at the hospital. They just got the phone call what they had. <laughs> like it's a different time. Like for me, I was my wife's headboard at all the births. But back, like my dad, I don't even think was at the hospital when I was born. So it's like a, a different era of the seventies, or you were in the waiting room with your box of cigars or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Your face painted with a bongo drum on like that Lucy episode. <laughs> That's a good Lucy. It is a good Lucy. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. That that I, I was just thinking like people grieve in different ways. I didn't even think of it like he was kind of flippant about it. Just weird. It was just, you know, because I just, maybe because I have a new appreciation for what he should be feeling, in my mm. opinion. And oh, instead yeah. he's just like, she's gonna hate this. Yeah, and then, and then I was th- thinking also, like, is he honestly going to try to trick his wife into thinking this child is his, or right. is hers? Yeah, that is a hard <laughs> sell in the beginning there. It's like... It even looks like you. But maybe like, that's the thing. Maybe he has to have a cold demeanor because it wouldn't make sense for him to be, like, destroyed emotionally and also willing to, like, take on this experiment to lie to his wife. Hmm. It's a messy yeah. start, man. Like, it... It doesn't really hit the ground on a good step. But I do like it when the bad guy's like, God has given you a child. It's like, yeah. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Yeah, he fucking did. And now he's dead. And now I have to take this devil baby. So I had to look it up. But speaking of um, not being at the hospital, Uh Major League pitcher Max Scherzer Mm -hmm. had a baby, his wife did, while he was pitching. Yeah. And after the game, I think he, he pitched, went out for drinks. He pitched a complete game, <laughs> and in the uh, like on the box scores on the TV, like they put that he like, you know, it had this many, you know, his ERA was this, this yeah. many strikeouts, blah blah. blah. And it was like Suns won. Oh, that's like pretty it, good. Yeah, it's funny. Huh. And then a Rottweiler showed up. <laughs> yeah, shit got weird. And the manager jumped out a window and hung himself. Yeah, I'm like, how do I even know that's my kid if I'm like, I'm here pitching and then, you know. Yeah, you better hope your jeans are pretty solid. 
So you can look at that kid and say, yeah, that's mine. Yeah, I, that, I, I couldn't get past that. I'm like, how do you, how do you not know? Yeah, just sell it to the wife. Like, you know, like... Like, I can see if they like, never hey, told listen, him. The, that's true, that's too. That's what they should have They done. could never tell him. But then again, if, if he's not keeping that secret from his wife, it's a different dynamic. He is keeping a secret yeah. from his wife. And he knows the kid's not his. So it's... It's a it's a different dynamic. It, well, they could have they could if it was his kid or if he thought it was his kid, it would be even harder for him to buy into you know the whole. But wouldn't it have made it made made the outcome of the movie a lot harder if he thought it was his own child? No, you still have to kill like, a child. Yeah, but yeah, killing a child. It's weird to say. Killing this. a killing child, a child is, is different than killing your child. <laughs> sure, sure, but killing a lot of kids, killing any child is. I would kick off a you know moving. Trolley, but I'm just saying, like killing your Wait, own child. You <laughs> I know I tried to breeze past that. But. That is not the saying, official I'm... stance of the Remedial Film Class <laughs> podcast. I just lost a sponsor. <laughs> oh, shit. oh man. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think them lying to him, or maybe show that this happened later on. That way, you think he's bringing home his child, but then. Maybe after the scene where that kid wigs out going to the church, then they start questioning, what the hell's wrong with this kid? Then you bring in the the priest that's saying, that child is not yours, and then giving him information. That way, it's kind of unfolding. You already know. He already knows. So the unfolding is basically just a story, and you're not feeling it with him, because everybody knows but his wife. So I think right. if they would have done that, the reveal to the viewer would have been better. Yeah, like that that crazy priest could have, you know, told him that the kid wasn't his right. five years later and said, exactly. here I can prove it and this is why talk to this person and talk to this person and blah, blah, they'll tell you and, you know, your, your actual child is in this grave over here. Go dig it up. Mm-hmm. You know, like. What was in the first grave? A dog. Was the, it a dog? Some kind it was of animal. Jackal. His mother jackal. was a jackal. Whose mother was a jackal? Damien's. So that was the dead jackal? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Because then they're like, oh, maybe it's an animal. Maybe they're both animals. Nope. Mm. It's Born a jackal. Of a jackal. It's a jackal. It's a Damn jackal. It. His mother was a jack. <laughs> <laughs> She's a <weird. laughs> That's a good line, man. I mean, what else? Yeah. The problem is, like, what else is it going to be besides Jackal, right? You know what? No, what's funny? His mother in, was in... a Jackson. <laughs> Jackson. Oh, he's he's going to get some money out of this. Sweet. Could have been a jackass. When you... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you learn in acting class about the trail off, like the, the stepping on each other's lines. Like when someone does, you're trying to interrupt their line. Yeah, we do it all the time. Don't ever... Let them get, because in the script it says his mother was a J-A. So you know you're supposed to step on that line. <laughs> and if you wait, that beat, where the guy's like, your mother was a J-A. Like, that guy better have a full word to say. <laughs> Otherwise it sounds terrible. Like, you need. Like it, it did in this movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It nobody be, stepped on that line. Like he should have been already being pushed out the room when he says that. It would that be way, amazing like, if he actually just 
like he got to, you know, <laughs> it's mother with a jackal. And everybody in the room was just like, oh, word? <laughs> so, uh, say lo- say more. <laughs> I want to know about this jackal. Yeah, go on. This story's pretty go interesting. <laughs> Pull up a chair. Put a pin in that. Yeah, that to me, that's like acting 101. If there's a dash, 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 or a dot, 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 you better jump that freaking line or it's going to sound terrible. Or, as a, as a cast, sit there and go, okay, this word is not there. So let's determine what this word is and maybe add a sentence. So if someone drops a line or someone forgets to interrupt me, I don't sound like a freaking idiot. Or as an actor, you figure out what you continue to say. Yeah, it's almost unforgivable because, like, when you're on stage, you just, you know, there's people watching you in real time. There's no take two. This, you have as many takes as you want to get it right. And they did not. That's what we got. So, unforgivable. (laughs) You wouldn't know what you had until you're in the edit room, then it's too late. So, yeah. Again, a quick director fix would have been. Have that guy being pushed out the room before he even starts that line. That way he's saying Jack from like outside the, yeah. the it's doorway. It's the unforgivable sin. Word. You know how in The Shining, if you pause it about 30 minutes in and it's like an uplifting tale of a guy getting a job to pay for his son's psychology? Yeah. Psychological care. <laughs> this one, if you stop it 10 minutes in, it's about how an under the table adoption saves his marriage and gets him promoted. And makes them all horny for some reason. <laughs> Man, it worked. And he's got a hot nanny. The first nanny was pr- kind of hot. Daughter of so uh, Jack Palance, man. Oh, that's right. It's weird. Yeah. She must look like her mother. Because <laughs> <laughs> even when he was young, he looked like old Jack Palance. <laughs> <laughs> Acted like him, too, I think. Yeah. I don't even know if George knows who Jack Palance is. He was in Batman. He was the I'm crime just, boss. Oh, he was Grissom in, in Batman. He was the, you are my number one. He's like, and then Jack kills him. By dancing around as the Joker. And as you can see, I'm a lot happier. I don't remember that particular character. Dude. He was the crime boss before the Joker took over. Jack was banging his girlfriend and he didn't took like it, girl. so he threw Jack in a vat of acid. Uh, yeah. Okay. Tried to set yeah. him up with the cops. Yeah. Set me up for a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's good in uh, City Slickers, which we should probably watch. Hey, uh, Travis, have you ever seen the movie Don't Look Now? <sighs> Does not sound familiar. It's got old Donald Sutherland in it. It's kind of like got a Jallo element to it because it's in Venice, but it's it's not. Okay. I don't think it's technically a giallo but real popular uh amongst people that like movies with real like real looking sex like it's infamous mm. because there's a scene where there's i Why mean you just, ask me if i know about it then <laughs> let's just say old old donnie <laughs> sutherland doesn't leave a lot of room for jesus uh, okay between him and the co-star <laughs> so it comes up a lot of showing times off his religion oh uh <laughs> i mean Whew, not a lot of room, guys. Like, it's... Whew. <laughs> like Schwarzenegger walking across the uh, the the street in Terminator when he, before he gets his clothes? No, no, it's it's <laughs> a lot more like... Um, I mean, it just it looks like cunnilingus. Is what, it's, it's, a oh. quick, it's a quick cut, so it's okay. classy. 
right? Gotcha. So it's shot very classy, but at the same time, like, no room, right? Like, gotcha. You know. Whew. Anyway, <laughs> that movie is actually, uh, I, I think you'd both hate it, but it, it's fun. Uh, but it, it, for listeners who have seen that movie, uh, if you mix the first 10 minutes of The Omen and the first 10 minutes of Don't Look Now, you could actually end up with one really sad movie and one really happy movie. Because there's a lot of overlap. Gotcha. Not a lot awesome. of cunnilingus in this movie, though. No. None. And not enough in the omen. None even. <laughs> I don't know, man. He threw that coat on the ground. I was like, uh-oh. Mm. Watch out. Interesting. I'm bummed out that George didn't like it. But at the same time, I'm not surprised at all that George didn't like it. Mm. But we had to know. Well, it was a natural progression. Didn't they, didn't they remake this? Yes. It was terrible. Oh, really? CGI. Oh, that sucks. Porn. Mm. Like, and it's a frame-by-frame frame remake. Whenever Ew. someone does that, because the Psycho remake is yeah. the same way. They oh, took that's the same, so the same script, the same set direction, yeah. everything. It's just a frame-by-frame frame remake, and it's like, you gotta give it something. Otherwise, what's the point? And what they did was they took everything that was charming about this movie, which isn't much. Hey, watch your mouth. Well, I don't mean it's it's a gritty movie. Like I'm not saying anything's charming, but it's it's uh like the when the priest is impaled. Mm-hmm. The original is just it's so visceral. It's like so raw, and he just almost they almost keep the camera on him a little too long. Like you're sitting there looking at him impaled, and he's just kind of hanging there. Same thing with the decapitation. Like, they purposely had the decapitation with the glass, and then they purposely, like, overlapped the head rolling, so they knew people were going to initially look away. And then they look back thinking, oh, it's over. And then they look back to see if it's over. Damn it. (laughs) And that fucker's still spinning. And then it lands. Yeah, it's got, like, a Fulci quality to it, where it just does not, the camera does not turn away. It just gives you the full, gross... Maybe that's why I like this movie. Cause I'm telling you, I, I said it at it's the beginning. It's very much like a Jalo. It reminded yeah. me of a Jalo. And, uh, but the remake, it, it, it loses all that. That. Oh, by the t- by the way, he CGI. had plenty of time to get out of the way. Yeah, and my problem with that scene is, why does the devil have control of the storms? I did wonder about that. I mean, seriously, who there should have been a different the way. wheel? Yeah, letting him get storm control. I mean. <laughs> Storm control to Major Tom. <laughs> I don't know. Now, George, have you seen Hot Fuzz? Yes. Do you remember the scene where the big chunk of the church falls off and hits the guy in the bean? <laughs> no. Oh, because that's a total omen reference, but yeah, you forgot figured. about that guy. Yeah. It's been a long time since I saw Hot Fuzz. Go watch Hot Fuzz. That movie rocks. And it's a I Jalo see. for the first half. Right. Mm. Then it's Bad Boys too. <laughs> what was the third? De- oh, the 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 hanging, um, nanny. I was trying to think of the third awesome death. Although the mother dying too was kind of cool. And there is your yeah. actual scariest tricycle in horror, guys. You had The Shining last week. I said it was the second yeah. scariest. This one is scarier to me. Yeah, but she doesn't die there. She dies after the. Uh, 
Yeah, but the idea that like, you know, he can just accidentally on purpose, accidentally Mm. on purpose. And then hold her hand, basically, basically move her fingers so she falls. Like he just stood there and watched her. He may not be the nicest guy. Yeah, I had a, I had a thought. No. I had a thought that, um, that maybe there wasn't enough Damien in the movie. Hmm. But now I'm kind of kind of thinking that maybe I'm wrong about that. Like maybe just having Damien be there and all the minions, all of the people and powers around him. Yeah, because he's like a six-year-old boy, better. so yeah. it's like he's not in full control. Yeah, but you can see. I enjoy the 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 helpers. I do too. Air, air quotes. I do too. The helpers. I actually kind of thought. My one of the things I thought was th- this photographer, like, what is his deal? Like, what is his motivation for taking pictures of? Well, I think they established because they are diplomats, and his is job is what, just to photograph is the, yeah, diplomats. I guess he's a paparazzi of some sort. He just follows this guy around, and takes pictures of people that he's talking to. Does anybody it's ever like, actually talk to the photographer besides Thorn? Uh oh. Are you trying to say that he really wasn't there? Well, because when I was doing my, like, you know, how I would have done the movie, just a little different, just to see if it would work, there aren't really a lot of scenes where he interacts with anyone in any meaningful way. You could probably trim out the little interactions he does have. And then, mm-hmm. like, when he comes back to Thorne, is like, oh, I just found out from this guy about this thing. Like, oh, yeah, you did. Who are you mm-hmm. talking about? Well, he does talk to the priest a couple times. He shouts out to him to get him to turn around. Mm-hmm. So there is interaction of some sort. Snip those right out. Yeah. In my cut. The Dan no, cut. That's, that. I mean, either way, he's a good character that helps the story. But making him a figment of Thorne's imagination is uh, also good storytelling. But he is I'd, excellent. Uh, the answer to your question, George, exposition. <laughs> that's, hmm. that's why he's taking pictures. Because we need to know about the uh, foreshadowing. The omens. The omens. Yeah. Hmm. I wish there was a better reason. <laughs> it would have been cool if he was actually part of the... Uh... No, nah, you can't do that. I was going to say maybe part of the cult. That'd be a good double cross at the end. Yeah. Because you don't see that coming at all. Like, he never in his role would you ever expect him to double cross. Hmm. So that would be a hell of a turn. Because you don't know how deep that cult is. You don't know if they're like the national Satanists or if they're just like the local branch. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do like the way that his head spins after he gets his his plate yeah. glass treatment, if only because it gives me a spinning head like the exorcist, but in like a right. way more meaningful way. I really I'm just, I don't like that last half hour of the exorcist, guys. The Dan cut of that movie is going to be way different. I like the idea of it, most of it taking place in behind closed doors I like that but then you don't get the awesome Dick Smith stuff the iconic makeup so I'm going to have to argue with that yeah I don't know still not sold on the makeup but it is iconic and it definitely pushes it into pop culture in a way that it wouldn't have had without it and you also don't get much of uh, Linda Blair's performance. Yeah, I think Linda Blair's performance like really, really rocks. Yeah, and it for me, if I, if I have to choose, 
definitely The Exorcist is the better movie for me. It was like shocking and disturbing and Linda Blair's performance was uh, disturbing. Mm. Very good. They're both two totally different movies. Like the Exorcist, Yeah, but one's better. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, the, the effect, the purposeful effect, like the omen is more like an eerie, like Rosemary's Baby type, eerie storytelling. Where the Exorcist is, uh, we're handing out vomit bags to all the customers. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to see how many tickets we can refund. <laughs> Which happened. And, and basically both are made in from the religious point of view. So yeah. I know the producers and a lot of the the on staff people for the exorcist were involved in you know they were Jesuits priests and all that stuff, but I I also read that the omen has a couple of people on staff as well. Well, any that movie were involved in in that. So any movie handling this kind of content should it have should, that but kind what's of stuff. funny is you get the protesters, you get the people outside the theaters and outside the studios that are saying that and and parents you can't watch this because blah, blah, blah. When you, if you step back and look at these movies for what they are, they're actually telling the same stories that you're seeing in your Bible, but they're just visually uh, disturbing. There's a redemption story in The, in the Exorcist. So why wouldn't you want your, your child to see the, this, the, yeah, it's a horrific story, but there's, a, there's, a, there's an ending of redemption. I don't think any children should watch it, probably. Well, no, but, like, your 15-year-old, 14-year-old... I'm talking about people back in the 70s. Just like Jaws. Like, when Jaws came out, people didn't go in the ocean for, like, decades. Uh, same with The Exorcist. When that came out, many religious groups protested it and said it shouldn't... It, you know, the, the, each cell of film is, is, is damned. Each... It, like, they, they took the opposite approach instead yeah, of looking at it as... it's ridiculous. Uh, they're telling a story that actually filled your churches for a couple of years. Like people saw the exorcist and saw the omen and actually started going back to church. Like they were like, damn. Right. You know, newsflash, there are stories in the Bible about people that are possessed by demons. Yes. Like, like I forget the, uh, it was, uh, the story is something about like the devil is legion, but it's not like just a devil. It's like, it's it's many. a group of yes. like it's like there there are many They rattle off names. Yeah. Like yeah. So like, you know, and then they leave the sky and they go into a bunch of pigs and the pigs throw themselves off a cliff. Like that's in the Bible. Like And that's in the Exorcist. <laughs> you know? Because like, when when that demon leaves her body and goes into Father Damien and yeah. he jumps out the window, there yeah. are pigs that's exactly, going <laughs> Yes. There are pigs that that's a biblical yes. sequence. Yes. And people are like, "Don't go see this." And it's yes. like, "No, it's, go see yo, it." Yo, read your freaking Bible. <laughs> it's in there, yeah. bro. Yeah. And this movie does a lot of that too. It's like you're you're seeing the beginning, you're seeing the satanists that have infiltrated. Like you have a a, a priest, a nun, uh, a group, like they're infiltrated. They're in it. Oh yeah. So it's 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 real. Like you're sitting there going, "Okay, there there are stories from of, of Canada." And, and in different parts of the country and in America where there are people who have infiltrated places of worship and have done bad things. So it's like this is it kind of hits hard to home. You're like, oh, my God, th this this has been around for centuries. People using. Oh, absolutely. 
you know, becoming doing black masses or whatever. So to me, that's what makes this movie scary too, because like you said, there's three different movies here, all of which can be scary for different reasons. Yeah, but unfortunately, like all the gates around the graveyard were like made of foam, and you could tell. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was a pretty cold looking graveyard. I've seen better graveyards in Thriller. Ron's front yard. Yes. Well, that's because we made them. Yeah. <laughs> Ron is Damien's father. Oh, that's <laughs> true. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Put the dog down, Damien. <laughs> Holy moly! All right, we we make sure we don't we don't tag them on this episode. <laughs> so good. Well, I mean, we're we're probably gonna have the devil, antichrist, and false prophet tags, and so one of those is bound to grab him, right? Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> wow. Is the diabolical trilogy a real thing, or is that a movie thing? What's the diabolical trilogy? The devil, the antichrist, and the false prophet. No, it's for real. Oh, no, yeah, it's a real. It's thing. real. Yeah. I've never heard that thrown around at church, but well, I'm I'm sure you hear it scary. at the black masses. I have to I have to pull out my Bible and read it. I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, I'm assuming it's it's just the mockery of the the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So it's well, that's like, what they that's yeah. what they said it was in the movie. It's like the reverse Trinity or like the the black Trinity, yeah. I guess. I've done a little bit of research on that world and yeah it's pretty much anything that is doctrine and or part of ritualistic masses or whatever is flipped upside down and and reversed yeah there's definitely there's definitely an antichrist uh uh, in the bible Hmm. i shouldn't just say that like Like there's definitely an antichrist i always thought the antichrist was the false prophet like i didn't know yeah trinity i thought it was just like another name for well i mean if you well, yeah. even the three persons of the Trinity are technically the same person. Right. So, if I mean, if we're getting theological about it, but that's neither here nor there. Um. Yeah, I think I don't know. There's definitely an Antichrist. I don't know if there's a prophet. What's the other one? The devil. The devil. Oh, the devil, the prophet, and the Antichrist. I don't know. Who knows, man? Who knows? Just wondered. I always liked the idea of it because it seems like a cool Marvel supervillain kind of thing where mm. every Marvel superhero has to have a carbon copy fight themselves in every movie. Why is that? What the hell, guys? That's a great question. Sometimes That's why it's I don't good watch for comedy. I don't know. It's just, it's like, I could just imagine like, okay, well, we're doing a Batman movie. What's the bad guy going to be? The Joker? The Riddler? No, 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 no. It's a guy with a mask and a cape, but he has a gun. It's like, but that's the same thing, but just with a gun. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. Three hours. We'll make it three hours long. What the fuck? Yeah. Marvel. Well, at least, at least with Marvel. No, it's not. It? At least with Marvel, they actually did a, a, a an idea of How do you know like, what time I was gonna travel. Say? You were going to say, isn't Batman part of DC, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. He's not. He's, he's not part of Marvel. He's not. He's not Marvel. He's he not is Marvel. DC. He Batman is DC. That's, that's thought, why yeah. his movies are better. Even if the DC movies <laughs> blow, at least Batman's <laughs> not DC fighting movies Catman, who has a blow. cape and a cowl too, and equally dead parents, but like angrier and more gunny. Yes. Ugh. Wait, are you saying that- I'm with Dan on this one. What, Definitely. that Marvel is just stolen DC characters? No, I'm saying, saying it's, it's Marvel stupid. movies- 
and villains suck. Yeah, no, it's just don't. like they Iron really Man. Do. Are you out of your mind? Travis, Travis, Travis. Who is Iron Man Mark? fighting? He's fighting bad Iron Man. Who's Captain America fighting? Uh, Nazi Captain America. Who is any when Marvel does that superhero? Happen? Uh, Red Skull is like a Nazi super. He's right. No, soldier. he's Dude, not. He's, he's right. not nowhere Marvel near Captain sucks. America. No, the it's whole a, he's even sucks. No, he's a result no. of the same super serum, man. <laughs> no. Like yeah, it's but the he's same. Not Captain America, come on! But I mean, it's the same is an idea. Well, it's not a. It's a carbon copy of the hero made a villain, nope. and he fights the villain. No, he's right. Yeah. No, he's not. Iron Man he's Two. Right. Iron Man fights a guy in a suit who has tentacles, but he's still just a guy in a robot suit. You never see <sighs> Iron Man fight a mutant. You never see Iron Man fight a because Spider-Man. they didn't own the rights. Uh, he fights mutants when I they don't own know. the rights. He will listen. The thing with Iron Man is that the oh, we can't get into this. We're doing. I the love element. I love Iron Man. By the way, I love the hero. I love the idea. Let's I love do a Robert whole Downey season Jr. on superheroes, and we can have Ugh. debate after debate. Oh God! We don't even have to watch the movies. We can talk about it, but not during the Omen. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. You know the song Iron Man, Black Sabbath. It all connects. But to your point, yeah the the difference. What between was my point? Again? Your point was the Marvel villains suck. They do. Uh, no. <laughs> the the minor villains suck uh-huh. many times. The major villains do not suck. They are usually anti-heroes. Is Spider-Man Marvel or DC? Spider-Man's Marvel. Okay. His, so he, Venom his bad guys is another okay. example. But yeah, Spider-Man's but like the Vulture gallery is, cool. is like ridiculously awesome. His what? His gallery of villains are probably epic yeah but like isn't venom just like bad spider-man uh-huh exactly but there's <laughs> but yeah he, he's not one of the major villains who's bad hulk is there a bad hulk there's a red hulk at some point there's a red hulk but there's oh, there's, God. there's stories behind this <laughs> that have nothing to do with i want to be the bad version of hulk like of, of people the person that loves tragedy the villains of DC, of of Marvel are usually tragic heroes. They're usually people that, if they the shoe were on the other foot, they would have been a hero. But there's a lot going on in their skewed uh, thought process the that villains? makes them villains. DC, the villains are awesome because they're all psychologically scarred. They're all basically broken and that's kind of the thing with dc they well have, that's why i like DC. they're all just the same thing batman's eh. a broken character he's a split personality the joker's a split personality two-face is a split personality scarecrow split personality catwoman split personality uh come on it's all broken psyche eh. all all of them then you have the villains of superman broken people you got lex luther brainiac Doomsday. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's just stop, stop. <laughs> I. I mean, hey, listen. I love them both, but they're two totally different. Universes. I don't. That's I'm on I Team DC. That's yeah. All the way. But they can't make good movies at Warner Brothers, so it's fine. No, apparently they can't. If I you watch Birds of suck. Prey, you will punch a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the official stance of the Remedial Film Club. <laughs> if you watch Suicide Squad, you will kick an old lady down the steps. I'm sure like, I will. Seriously, they I'm are sh- awful movies. I'm sure I will. Tell me something. Do you bleed? You will. Like, seriously? I like that movie. And I think Snyder, the Martha... Snyder's... I, I, I'm a Martha Stan, man. I'm all about it. That Martha scene. 
Oh, where they both realize their mom's names are Martha? It's not, Is yeah, that what you're talking man. about? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sad noise. I was gagging on the stupidity of the fact that they, that's, that's what they, they figure out. Like, oh, whatever. It's not the, see, and that's the, the missed point, man. And I'm going to get on my soapbox. Excuse me. <laughs> Wait. Move the clothes out of the way. So the the point is not that they find out that their moms have the same name, right? What the point is, is Batman is about to commit murder for the first time. Yeah. He is going to kill this man who may be an alien. He doesn't really have all the story yet. He's going to kill the man. And as he does, the guy says the one name in the entire universe that is his mother's first name. That is Batman's mother's first name. And it jars him for a second and puts him back in that state where he was the near victim as a child, right? It, it PTSD, traumatic incident, teleports him in his mind to that feeling, and it gives him that hesitation. It stops him from becoming a murderer. It's almost like he's a complex character. What? You know? Nuance. He is, but huh? not in the... And no, nuance. He yes. is, but not in a Snyder movie. <laughs> He's not even. I haven't. Clark Kent I haven't seen the, the movie. movie. I haven't He's not seen even the movie. Superman in the I, Snyder movie. I haven't seen the movie, but what Dan's talking about. So so what Dan's talking about. I have no idea. Right. But the way he describes it is he's describing a DC yes superhero. But my issue is and the all of that is that lost there. when you have. Uh, Eisenberg play sure probably the worst sure yes they can make bad movies screen. yes they're terrible movies and all that nuance but is just gone like this movie let's doomsday on the screen and he looks like a gorilla and he has no backstory and he's basically Bane from Batman and Robin that's all I'm saying let's bring it back to the omen okay that you hated this movie was a great concept poorly executed right Poorly executed. Hmm. The movies that we're talking about from the DC universe, great concepts, poorly executed. Hmm. And I don't like them either. And hmm. Richard like Donner the- goes on to direct Superman, yes, which is in the DC universe, and I would argue... One of the best movies ever. About made. half of it's poorly executed. But it's still great. Yeah. yeah. And it's got the, you know, Superman... Superman. How did the Batman movies end up being so good? I mean, like the newer, the newer ones, the Dark the Knight Nolan ones. Yeah, because he took it seriously. They're so good, and they made them yeah. one at a time, not knowing if they could ever make another one. So they had to like commit to making this the good one. Yeah, and then they made the last one, and they kind of dropped the ball. And they weren't trying to catch up to Marvel and build a universe backwards. Like they just stuck to their guns, made their story. A dead Joker kind of threw a wrench in their ideas, so they fixed the whatever it is they were going to do, and they right. finished the story. The newer movies are basically like, okay, we have a universe too, right, right. And that's not, a and good they idea. fucking blew it because they didn't bother doing what Marvel did, where they said, okay, we have these characters, they have a lot of depth and stu- and and all these different things, and then we have major villains that we can tease for four movies, and then we'll unveil them. And then DC is like, oh, well, we can do that, but it will look like we're copying them. So we'll just throw Doomsday at the very end, or we'll throw in Darkseid at the very end, or we'll just take (laughs) them out altogether. Kind of what you're saying is Marvel had, like, you know, the foundation, 
the character development and then the execution as like a trinity of good things they were doing. And DC was like, mm, we're going to get the diabolical version by not building a foundation, <laughs> and not having strong all characters, characters, characters yeah. in one movie. <laughs> Blow our load on the first movie yeah. and then have everybody hate it because of a dumb thing. It's a shame because they could have copied Marvel exactly and done exactly what they did and make individual movies that bleed into each other and we wouldn't be having this conversation. I think that Marvel has... We're cutting all really this out. well. No, we're not. <laughs> I love. I, I think that Marvel has really well executed movies where the storyline and plot are all characters and things that I don't care about. And DC, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. I like the characters better. I like the complexities of them. They need to learn how to make a freaking movie because they suck at it. Word. The one exception so. to that the first Captain America movie is pretty badass. I like that. I one I think a lot. the second one's second one's pretty better. good too. Actually, yeah. yeah, those first two. Third Winter one. Winter Soldier's really good. I did not like the third one. It was too multiversey. Oh, the Civil War. At yeah, some point, you've like yeah. lost me, and I don't care anymore. It reminds me of. Did you guys ever see? I know George didn't. Travis, did you ever see Mortal Kombat Annihilation? I purposely never saw it. So the thing about Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the second Mortal Kombat movie from like 1996. Yeah. 96, yeah. They don't have any character development for a billion new characters. But if you're right. me at that time and you're playing Mortal Kombat 2 and 3 all the time, it's just a lot of like, oh, it's Sendell. Ooh, it's yeah. Shiva. Ooh, it's Stryker maybe. Ooh, it's Jade. You know, like, okay, cool. I know who these people are. Ooh, they just fought. Now they're dead. Right. The Marvel movies... Past a certain point, if you haven't seen the previous 15 movies, are just Mortal Kombat Annihilation with a bigger budget. Oh, no, no. Because I, I <laughs> my experience with that is that... <laughs> That's so funny. He's people, like, and no, and I'm thinking, oh, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> my, my thought to that is they do such a good job at making individual movies, but not retelling the same Pearl story, the same alleyway story over and over and over again, or the Uncle Ben story, whatever. Like, they basically said, these are iconic characters. It's like us talking about Jesus again. We're going to tell you about the three wise men. We're going to tell you about... No. We're just going to hope that you catch on. Hopefully you go back and watch the rest. Hopefully you're watching them in order or whatever. But I know people that have never picked up a comic book before and love these movies because they are detailed and they give you enough backstory to where you fall in love with these characters and you can follow them. Then the person who has 4,000 comic books in their basement categorized in filing cabinets in plastic bags with boards, they can also enjoy these movies because it's everything that they have read on the pages is now on the screen. And in its glory. And they're not ruining it. And they're not ruining it. They're actually story building. They're world building. They're they're being smart about it. They're not doing stupid shit like Steppenwolf and, and Darkseid where, you know, you don't even meet Thanos till six movies in and but you know he's been there the whole time. Like just there's there's so much complexity to those movies. I I could battle that argument every day and twice on Tuesday. How many uh, Marvel movies are there? There are 23 Jesus. to watch, and there's two in the can. 
And those last two Avengers movies sum up to like six and a half hours, don't they? Yes. So if a person came in to Avengers the second three and a half hours, how much backstory are they getting? Or are they just like, ooh, it's Sindel. Ooh, it's Goro. Uh, Because I feel like it would be a lot of that. Because the second movie is a lot of time travel, time heist, going back to the other movies to fix things or find stones or whatever, they get a nice little peek at some of the other movies, but they're obviously not going to get the full story. I wouldn't suggest start watching it with Endgame. That would be kind of stupid. If you sit down and like, oh, I'm going to watch a Marvel movie and watch Endgame, you're an idiot. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> no. You have, to, you have to start somewhere. I'm you not had me sit at down and... three and a half hours. I was like, oh. I'm not gonna. It, it feel, I'm not gonna. I'm no not gonna watch. I'm not gonna watch Endgame without watching the first five. And I'm not gonna watch the first five because there's fucking five of them. <laughs> Dude, you watched twelve Friday Thirteenths. Yeah, but there were boobs in those. There's boobs in <laughs> he's got Marvel. A, he's got a there's point. There's no boobs uh, in Marvel. Elizabeth Olsen, Boyakasha. Just saying. They call her Captain Cleavage. Who's the chick? And with the red Scarlett hair. Johansson. Yes, that's who it is. Who just her and Iron Man 2 is enough. Yeah. But Iron Man 2 sucks. What? It's like the worst one. You're out of your mind. Oh, I hated that movie. I was just like, the, how long is this movie? Twice. I haven't seen any of them, and I'm like, I don't need to. You do. Eh, I'm happy know. they you, exist. If you invested 20 hours in Friday 13th, you can invest some time in Marvel. <laughs> I'm sorry. As your as your instructor, <laughs> I'm going to tell you on your own time if we're not going to do a whole season on it, which we clearly are not. Uh, I suggest it. I mean, we could. You could try to change my mind. I. I mean, I'm I here. I have to change your mind. You I'm just here. Watch them in the order. I'm they, here every week anyway. Yeah. We can we can watch whatever you movie watch you want. Watch them in the order they came out, and you will be a fan by the holy crap. by the sixth movie. You'll be a fan. The only one that you don't have to watch are two. You don't have to watch Thor 2, and you don't have to watch The Incredible Hulk. Okay. But they are part of it. It's a beautiful epic, epic story. Don't listen to Dan. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's, the, he's the one who rips on your Walking Dead, calls it a soap opera. It is kind of soap opera. But I'm happy that it. Walking Dead exists, but I'm not going to watch it. Same with the Marvel actually, movies. Actually, though, you should. I'm glad they keep making them, but like, you I'm should watch, watch it, though. Those. Like, actually, with The Walking Dead... How much of it did you actually watch, Dan? Is this like a study hall? Because we completely went off study. It doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> How many Walking Dead did you watch, Dan? I, st- uh, I still haven't. I still haven't watched The Walking Dead. Any? Nah. Not one. Uh-uh. Uh. You you should Dude, watch. You should watch some. You watched nine, almost ten seasons of Walking Dead, and you can't invest in a couple movies <laughs> of Marvel again. Again, Walking Dead. I invested in. Once a week. Yeah, and who sh- who showed it to you and, and, and talked it up to the point where you wanted to see it? You did, but... And then who walked you through it and made you love it or helped you love it? You or did. sat with you while you loved it? <laughs> yeah, you did. But, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, show me some Marvel movies. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm here every week anyway, so let's do whatever movie you want to do. your waitresses. I'm here all week. Well, it's a pretty good segue there, Travis. Should we tell George what he's watching next week? Hmm. <clears throat> George, you are watching Iron, Iron Man, Man 1. <laughs> <laughs> no. I heard Iron Man 1's pretty good. Hey, Iron so Man George, uh, this episode that we just did is episode 49. 
Oh, it's not 666? No, we're a little early. We'll save yeah. Omen 3 for that one. Then I'll really have to cut a lot of what I say out of that episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's kind of... Uh, oh, it's so good. Meh. <laughs> it's so good because we lived it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, so next week... Episode 50. On our 50th episode, we will be watching... The Godfather. What? We're watching The Godfather. Cool. Now, there's no spoilers. I can't really give anything away. I'm sure you know nothing about it. <laughs> I I think it's a mob movie. Oh, shit. Um, I thought it was though. a pizza movie. <laughs> Do you have an impression of what you're going to get into with The Godfather? I think it's going to be... Uh, Italian mob shenanigans. Mm. And I don't think it's going to be a fun shenanigans. I think it's going to be a serious shenanigans. I expect it to be a very well executed movie. Mm. And I expect it to be a very well acted movie. Great performances that I've heard of but never seen. Well, he's got high expectations. Let's see. Yeah. See if he can live up to what George thinks it'll be. Mm. I hope so. I haven't seen this movie mm, in a long you know, time. It can so. go either way, man. It's true. Because sometimes I have high expectations and I love it, like The Shining. Mm. And sometimes I have high expectations and I don't. An like example of which I can't Yemen. think of right now. <laughs> uh, half the movies you watched? <laughs> I mean, some of those movies I wanted to like, oh, I'm not going to like this. We know. And you wound up, we could tell. Yeah, we <laughs> but... Sweet. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us at Twitter and Instagram at Remedial Film Pod. You can email us at remedialfilmpod at gmail.com. You can find us at Facebook.com slash groups slash remedial film pod. You can interact with George and make fun of Travis and be really nice to Dan. He's just he's deserving of nothing but your kindest words. And of course you can now find us on YouTube. So YouTube viewers, you can find us on your podcatchers, podcast listeners. We're also on YouTube. Give you more options on the go and at home. And on YouTube, we sometimes sneak in a little video treat here and there. So it's always worth a second look, even if you've already heard the episode. We'll see you back next week for The Godfather. I was watching... uh... Community, mm. you know the show Community. If you haven't seen Community, it's fantastic. Allison mm. Brie, Chevy Chase, Donald Glover. Yes, yes. Um, one of the episodes they get together and they watch bad movies on purpose, mm. just to make fun of the movies. And we the movie that. that they watched was called Kick Puncher. <laughs> oh it's no! Not real. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's about like. Basically, basically, it's RoboCop. Okay. And his thing is that his punches are as intense as a kick. He's so, a kick puncher. Wait, the satirical comedy show doing a satire of a satire movie? Yes. <laughs> it was that great. very complex. I watched it fully understanding what was going That's on. That's awesome. I was like, this is great. That's just too much satire for one for one show. It was like meta satire. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, man. On that note. I love The Omen. But it wasn't scary this time at all. Like, I don't know. I think this was a good movie when I was young and hadn't seen a lot of scary stuff. But I, I just, I don't know. Didn't do anything for me this time in the scary department. Yeah. I enjoyed the creepy kid at the very, very end. Yeah. Which... I did not see the twist coming, although at the funeral I did think those there's two caskets and there's a wife and a husband that are dead and maybe a kid that's dead, but probably not. So I'm thinking, I don't think the kid's dead. When I'm watching it, and then there he is standing there, and then he looks at the camera, and he does that creepy, creepy ass smile, and I'm like, okay, that was that was great, that was mm. perfect, and yeah. Did you really catch good. who he's at the funeral with? Who is he with? Yeah, because that's yeah, kind of a big thing. twist number two. Well, it's who he ado- who like who adopted him. Yeah, it was the president. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. in high places. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was that was good. Like I said, man, the last ten seconds, really now, good. The stories say that Donner said to the kid, Do not smile. Really? Do not smile. And of course most kids will do the opposite of what you tell them to. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and they kept it. Yeah, that's good. So I'm I'm wondering if he said it on purpose to make the kid smile. Right. Yeah. Because kids are that way. But yeah. Grown ups I mean, are like that way this, too though. Happy accident. So he was smiling and he was knew that he was doing something naughty by smiling. So he made the smile. smile. Well, it's almost like that thing that happens on set all the time where someone, uh, you know, actors try to make each other break all the time. And then once you break, you can't, you can't get back. So every take, someone's laughing. Right. So he, so it's almost like Donner was, the kid might have been stone faced the whole time. But him saying that made the kid kind of smirk, which they kept. That kid Mm. was like, don't tell me when not to laugh. (laughs) He was like, George. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You take your laugh track and you go back to Satan. Satan.